Welcome to the American Contractor Stories. I'm John Dye. And I'm Leanne Koppel. We are interviewing some amazing contractors and letting them share their stories. These stories are not just going to entertain you, but they're going to inspire you to go out and live the American dream. Because that's exactly what they are doing. So let's dive in. Welcome back to American Contractor Stories. Yes. Leanne and I are in Denver. Yes, we are. Denver, Colorado. Just got smoked by hail, right? Oh, man. Blasted. Blasted. Yes. (laughs) That's an understatement. Which, for roofing contractors specifically, this is a big deal. Huge. Huge deal. Yeah. Changes everything. It does. <laughs> it does. That's cool, man. And, and we're here with, uh, with Paul Aragon mm-hmm. with Gyra 7 Roofing here in, here in Denver. And I think you guys are doing solar too, right? No. No? Okay. I thought for some reason you guys we were, were getting... We were thinking about it, but I decided not to. You decided not to? No. Yeah, solar's a, solar's a beast, man. It's an animal. Yeah, it is. Right. But no, I know what you're doing. You're doing some coding work. Yep. I've been watching. Yep. Oh. Yep. Doing some commercial stuff. Helping train guys, making a difference in the industry, and trying to get guys started. So that's cool. It's man. fun to see other people succeed. So. Oh, that's yeah. the best part of yep. everything that you can do in life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm excited that you're going to be with us today. You're sharing your story, and you're going to kind of give us a, a breakdown on how you got into the industry because I've I've heard your story before, right. and it's really really a good one. And um, so thank you so much for hanging out. We're with, we're with Atlas right now. Yes, we we're are. at Coors Field. Uh, you know, the, the Rocky Stadium here, and it's a beautiful place. Denver's always a lot of fun, and so mm-hmm. thank you for hanging out with us today, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So so give us some background. Paul, tell us a little bit about your, your story and kind of let's start from How the beginning, man. How you got man. in it. Yeah, let's so, start from the beginning. I grew up watching my dad build houses. I hated construction because I thought everybody that was in construction cussed and drank and just was always just You're not far from it. belligerent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I... If, Finally did some labor, um, windows on houses, did some tear out and replacement, and then met a guy in church. And we had also done some some labor for a few different companies. Um, and I hated that. So then he was like, hey man, you should do sales. You should help canvas. You should do all this stuff. And I'm like, sales, that sounds dirty. So I started in sales, did really well. Rookie year, I sold, I think, almost 60 roofs in less than two months' time. Wow. And then I was setting him appointments. And they said, man, where'd you get this kid? Well, I didn't know how it worked. Right. Got scammed. Oh, yeah. Didn't get paid, didn't get commissions. Office calls me, said, hey, we noticed that your signature's on some of these contracts. What's the deal here? And I said, well, how does this work? So finally, they they called me in. We had a meeting, and I left the office that day with a pretty hefty paycheck, almost five grand. And they backcharged them what we could prove, and you know, moved on to a different company after that. That company kind of was on the news, and all wow. kinds of stuff. Come to find out, the owner uh, was scamming people, oh, wow. and it yeah. started out in Florida and Georgia. No kidding. Wow. And I didn't realize it at the time. A customer pulls me in and says, "Hey, did you realize your BBB stuff's flashing uh, scam alert?" Wow. What? It was an A plus. So we moved on from that company, went to another company and three way partnership. They start fighting over money and I'm building my stuff behind the scenes just as a sole proprietor at the time. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I should do this on my own yet. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And everybody is rooting me on. And 
they split up. I got offered co-ownership of that company and it didn't go very well. It was short-lived. So we incorporated the company and had the name because they were paying us under that name as okay. a sub. Gotcha. But I was recruiting crews. I was selling. I was field management. I mean, we did everything. Yeah. So you were already acting as a project manager is what they like to call it, right? Right. <laughs> I was running their company while they were out on my mountain bike wow. rides and doing all yeah. kinds of stuff. You were, <laughs> yeah. you were putting in the work for what you have now. Yes. Literally. Yeah. It was all preparation. And I don't, yeah. at the time, I didn't see it as that. I was like, man, these guys are taking advantage of me. Yeah. But now I look back, I thank God for all that expensive training because it's prepared me for where I'm at today. So yeah. that's awesome. It yeah. happened for a reason. It yes. happened for a reason. Yeah. That's so, really cool. so what point did you decide, you know, I want to go off and start my own company and go off on my own? Well, the last few projects I was settling up uh, for that company, customers just kept telling me, dude, we don't even care where you are, are at. We just <laughs> want you to do our work because we know you're going to check the job and you're meticulous to a fault. Yeah. And we just want you. Right. And I was like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't know what to do after this because we're having problems. Start your own thing. You already yeah. have the name, like just move forward. Right. And a few of my clients, they were they were believers and they're like, Peter, get out of the boat, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And it was one of them things where it felt like the perfect storm knocked me out of the boat to, to step forward and move out and start my own deal by faith. And then my wife was a big supporter. That's awesome. She was yeah. like, I believe in you, you could do it. And I said, well, all we have is 10 grand left. Wow. So I could pay the bills for one month and I got five yeah. grand to get my insurance and a, a couple licenses to try to get some jobs somewhere. And right away, the phone started ringing. Wow. Previous customer said, Paul, my, my mother's roof got blasted. Uh, we need you to come out and take a look. Right. And I said, well, I'm gonna need a deposit to do this job because <laughs> I'm COD right now. I just barely started my own deal. And yeah. the rest is history after that. Build my credit lines and here, yeah. here we are today. Wow, man. So that's a that's a crazy transition though to make that move and to jump out of the boat like you said like that's yeah that's, that's the hardest, hard that's hard yeah right it's so, really hard but it's doable and it is I'm a believer as well and I think that when you do put your faith in it and right. you jump out of the boat those are when the blessings come you don't know no. but it it's hard to do but the most rewarding exactly it's almost like God allows you to see just to prove where your faith is in is it in yourself Are yeah you really trusting in him right and, and obviously he's given us gifts and but then people the support system that he provided was huge yeah because everybody backed me up they yeah. were they were calling asking people hey do you, do you need a roof like they were asking for referrals for me and then sending me out so your customers were like basically my became, salespeople. yeah they became your salespeople. <laughs> right yeah right. well because good people win Oh, okay. yeah. Ultimately, Eventually. they yeah. do. And sometimes we think that we don't, but if, at the end of the day, we will. Right. I like that. And that's such a that's such a cool story, but it's kind of part of the story. Like We're talking about your contracting life, but that's opened so many doors for you now in different areas, though, right? Right. right. So minister in the marketplace, I mean, making a difference with other contractors. We have clients now that are calling us. Because seven years ago, I was honest and said, you didn't have damage, even though it hurt my pockets. And I could have been one of them that yeah. says, let's see if this claim sticks. Let's see if we could get enough. It's got a couple hits. Let's see if it'll work. Um, even though it hurt my pocketbook, um, I was honest. I did the right thing at the yeah. right, right time. And now then people, uh, it's returning a hundredfold. Yeah. 
because you just built it and you did exactly what most contractors wouldn't have done in those situations. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so what kind of, how many years have you been in business now? Just you? We've, we've been around roughly around 17 years because I had yes. the company registered, but I just never fully went off. I was yeah. always just getting sub work. And in corporation, I, we've been around for about 12 years. Nice. Yeah. So in that long span, what um, growth have you seen? I mean, we've stayed small, honestly. I've okay. tried to hire. We've had to fire people because of our core values and our standards. Um, in Which this is okay. In this storm environment, you hire people and you try to work with them. You ask them the right questions or you think you do, and they fool you at the interview, and then you find out later on customers are calling saying, well, are you guys really running a promotion for free gutters and doing all this stuff? Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, these guys are lying. So yeah. we had to fire. We have a couple part-time people and then my family, uh, my wife, my kids, they help a lot. So yeah. that's cool though, man. And that is. And you guys have built this business and just in a market like Denver, it's so admirable because I know this market pretty well. Yeah. And it's not easy. No, it's I mean, competitive. There's certain, very. Construction is interesting because you can go around the country and in some areas, it's really, really, really easy to start a business. Right. Other yeah. areas like where we're from, we don't have licensing. We don't have to go through the permitting yeah. process that you yeah. guys have. We don't have all the inspections and all that stuff like California, Colorado, like some of Florida. These states are very highly regulated. How hard has it been for you to overcome that stuff, especially at the beginning? Um, yeah. I think because I had such a large customer base with the previous two companies that we were trying to become part of the company. I was trying to become a part part of the company where climbing the ladder, right? Right. And I did such a good job, I think, with having integrity and doing the right thing all those years, even though I wasn't the guy in charge. I did the right thing that was within my power, within my reach. And it reminds me of John Maxwell's 360-degree leader book said, lead, mm -hmm. lead from where you are. You don't have to be the top person in the organization to make an impact. And I always thought you did. Yeah. Until yeah. I started just doing me and focusing on God and doing the right thing for people. And that, I think, has helped me in a competitive market where there's some good guys out there, but it's rare. Yeah. You know, it's rare that somebody's going to say, hey, I'll do a repair for 500 bucks for you or whatever it may be versus let's get a whole insurance claim or charging people an arm and a leg right those type of things and i think that's what's helped us overcome some of them hurdles and then i had hands-on training so i started off in labor so i'm not just a sales guy i've actually swung a hammer i've actually installed i've actually tore off i've done a lot of things so that gives me a little bit more credibility i think mm -hmm. and Definitely. people know that and they know my background they're like oh well well we want him because this guy's just trying to sell us stuff. Right. Yeah. So this guy's worried about our health, our home and the functionality of the roof and making sure it's going to be shedding water. Which is the thing about construction. I think I think the biggest thing about what we do is you just have to care about people's stuff. Right. Most people just see it as another another paycheck or another opportunity exactly. to get some money, but in reality it's like these are people's houses. Yeah. This is their biggest investment. And we kind of, you know, especially the bigger you get, the 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 more overlooked that part of it is cuz it's just another project. It's just another build. It's just whatever and it's it's just repetition and that's good, but it's also like you got to go back to remembering like, hey dude, people still need to be treated like people and they're going to buy from people. Right. Yeah. People buy from people they know like and trust and if 
if you made them feel like they were just another number. Yeah. This second time around, a lot of the people that are next door to my clients, they're like, we heard all about you. We're going with you. Right. And I'm like, right. your roofer's knocking your door. Like I'm inside and these guys are knocking the door and you could hear the conversation like, hey, we did your roof last time. And they're like, no, we didn't have a good experience. We haven't heard from you guys since. Right. This guy's sending, you know, thank you cards and staying top of mind. Just them little things them little personal touches. It went a long way. It was hard to do, you know, to keep up with all that. But having a team, having my wife help with ideas of making sure customer appreciation and making sure they know that we're we're about them. It's not just about their dollars. So yeah. specifically, what are some of those things that you do? You say you mentioned you, you give them thank you notes, you do different things, but what do you do to go above and beyond for your customers? I mean, the, we don't leave the roof the same way. We, okay. we do a thorough inspection. We're climbing in the attic. We're doing vent calcs. We're, we're going above minimum requirements, which code, that's all it is, is minimum. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. We don't want to do the minimum. We want to go the extra mile. Uh, we do an extra mile cleanup. We had offered if they have kids or grandkids, hey, we'll pay a dollar a nail if your kids can find any nails. Oh, that's uh -huh, cool. Nice. And just that's do something idea. fun that, uh, that for them. That is a good idea. And clients are like, that. Paul, I'm disappointed. My grandson only found two nails. Here's two dollars. Here's two dollars. You know, and I tell them, well, how many, do you know how many nails came off and went back yeah. on? Yeah. I said average about 20,000 nails on an average home. Uh, yeah. So you get 7,200 per box and they're like, holy smokes, that's, that's a good ratio. And just them little things and just stopping by sometimes. If we're in the area, taking that time. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, birthdays, anniversaries, stuff like that. Just remembering, sending an, a roof bursary card. Been putting yeah. their, their roof on, on a, you know, on a card and like still having their before, during and after photos and just saying thank you for I love business. that idea. I and haven't just, heard that. That is a really cool, cool, cool idea. Little things, Christmas roof stuff. Roof reversary. Yeah. yeah. Reversary. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've talked to a lot of companies and I no one has like mentioned something like that. So that's where I could see where your attention to detail and doing those little extras right. makes it about the experience, not just getting a roof. Yeah, and we always used to be afraid of sharing that for a while because I'm like, well, what if somebody copycats us, right? Or so, what <laughs> yeah. if somebody, yeah. but they're not me. They're not no. our company. They're yeah. not, you know, me there's and my wife have these ideas. There. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's still that personal touch and, and, personality and a lot that goes into it right so making sure them people are are just know that we care about them like hey we just didn't want to do your roof i want to be a roofer for life i that we don't want to go knocking doors we don't want to go chasing we don't right. want to be ambulance chasers we don't want to do <laughs> that there's nothing wrong with door knocking our industry that's how people get business that's where i started but that was never my intention to stay there. Yeah, right. not 17 years in. <laughs> no, I wanted to be a person where when people think of roofing, so call Paul or call his team and get them out here. Yeah. And we're just honest with people like, hey, we're backed up, but do you want somebody that's gonna care? Do you want somebody that's quick? Right. Because right. there's a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I do wanna circle back for a second because I think it's important for our listeners you had said from the John Maxwell book that you don't have to be at the top to be considered a leader. Right. So I know, because I own a business as well, coming from an employee mindset and moving to the business owner mindset or a leadership mindset, 
it uh, it's a drastic difference. So for you, were you presented like these resources? How did you hear about the book? Is it just something that you naturally fell into and researched yourself? Well, how did you go about trying to do that? A lot of people don't realize that I grew up in a broken home. I went to prison uh, at an early age. I was in prison at age 22. Alcohol, drug dealing, and I became a reader. And I always heard that leaders are readers and leaders are learners and always learn. And I always had a drive to learn trades and and other stuff to prepare myself, but I never thought I'd be in construction, but I always read books. And then once we got in business, I'm like, well, I need to get better at sales. I need to get better at connecting. I need to get better at all these things. So we, we just started reading and we would just, I would just buy tons of books. Yeah. Okay. People become readers. It works. You had to do it because that was that you were forced into it almost. Yeah. Well, yeah. And but blessings and everything. Digest, okay. Digesting the content. You could read and blow through something, but just I had to slow down there for a while because I was reading a lot. And yeah. I'm like, where did I read that from? And taking notes and just really digesting a chapter at a time and really res- you know, letting it resonate and finding some application points to apply right away. Right. was key and like this year we're on i think i'm on like 30 books so far good for you man so. yeah so you're like a you're just a lifelong learner oh i just love it i love you it have I to soak be, it up though. you have to be to stay ahead of the game and the way you know this industry's going it's just it's the way better the economy to be everything like man like and everything's it shifting it it's is. it's not staying the same which is great because i always believe that within change comes massive opportunity Right. If you're if you're willing to find it. Yeah. And uh, And a lot of people open to it. Most people are scared of it. Yeah. They're scared of change change. (laughs) because they want things to be the same as they are today. But that's just not the way the economy works. No. And that's the way I was last time we spoke is that RoofCon, the first one. That's kind of going through it. Remember? And um, so, you know what? I got to get out of this funk and this mindset that I'm in. I'm always worried about you know, who's doing what to me or they're scamming me or this and that, or I have bad customers, but there's good customers out there that are waiting. Yeah. yeah. So Sam Struthers had got up and he was like, SW, 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 SW. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Yep. Oh, just get I over it. Get over it's yourself. Good. And it's just from some of them speakers, I, I'm like, you know what? I just got to keep pushing. I just got to keep trusting God. I just got to keep moving forward. And Today we've made it through three three kind of rough years. COVID yeah. COVID yeah. hit us and we went retail, no storms, and retail oh, bit us right. because everybody had to keep staff on board. So we yep. lost probably almost about a million dollars in two weeks right after the shutdowns. They were like, yeah. hey, we're gonna postpone projects. We gotta keep staff on board. Yeah. We can't move forward. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that shifting, that growing, that constant looking for opportunity and the challenges mm-hmm. and challenging yourself to say, you know what? are you worthy enough of investing in yourself to grow and spend the time and put in the work? Or are you just going to sit there and lay down and take it and just be washed up by the, by the storms that, that you're engaging in, you know, right. or that are washing away over you. Right. I love that. So you've done this for 17 years. So two part question, what's your favorite thing over the 17 years doing this? And what do you, have you seen change the most in this industry for doing it that long? There's a lot that's changed. Uh, definitely on the insurance side of things, a lot of things have changed, mm-hmm. and it's it's right. gotten more complex um, just with the amount of stuff that happens with these storms. Um, but my favorite thing is connecting with the customers and knowing that we did a good job. And yeah. at the end of the day, being able to lay my head down at night, knowing that I'm not the guy on the news, 
My yeah. wife doesn't have to worry about if we see somebody in the store, like, hey, that dude scammed me. Like, right. we, we go to Costco and they're like, there's my roofer, hey, Paul. And <laughs> like, she's like, oh my God, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> like, but everybody's raving and it's great. It's a great feeling to know that you helped somebody. Yeah. And you, you brought value and you made sure their family was protected with a, a good solid roof. Like a lot of the roofs we've done, none of them have leaked. Um, yeah. We've only had five leaks in the 17 years that I've been off and on managing crews. Wow. That's awesome. And that's awesome. That's, that's incredible. That's something definitely to be proud of because yeah. I've had more than that in seven years and <laughs> with our company. It's just been a blessing because then people are like, hey, my roof didn't leak. Yeah. Well, how come my neighbors and they had their <laughs> roof done at the same time and now with this hailstorm, right. everything's just puncturing through. Yeah. And I attribute that to also, you know, plug for Atlas products, but you know, it, it's just the product's only as good as the installer as well. So hundred percent. And just making sure that you're putting in the stuff right and you're taking the time to do it and you're detailed and you're taking photos and people know what's going on. But the changes in the insurance world is it, it's been crazy. And then even just with companies knocking doors and the stuff that goes on, it's changed in, in a sense where I don't know if it's gotten worse, but right. just different. It's gotten more difficult, I think, and people are more informed, which is a good thing. But a lot of that whole spectrum has changed. I think the dynamic of trying to build a company and scale up like what you used to see, yeah. you don't see right. that anymore. So that's yeah. that's that's a big change. Yeah, it's definitely, and it's going to change more. Yeah, you know, we it I is. think we're about to go into a, a very interesting period in our our nation's history, our economy's history, and uh, there's going to be a lot of changes coming down. But for those of you that are listening, in your you know you're like Paul, and you're you're keeping track, you're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. The ones that are going to struggle are the ones that resist change, and don't know how to locate the opportunity within that change right because this yeah. whole, anything that changes is going to create opportunity so that's the best part and i love that about it that's what creates that's yeah. the american dream that's right. what it makes is. it work if it all stayed the same we'd be in like a monarchy right yeah. i right. mean it's serious yeah. like right. that's the way it would be like the the reality is is change creates the opportunity that is what builds america but so you got to do it when you're scared sometimes when that change oh, yeah. comes you fear your fear change. I was stuck in my ways for a while. And she's like, dude, you need to, you need to lighten up and adapt a little bit. And right. I, I'm thankful for her because she'll call me out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my best friend, my life partner. And yeah. you know, you got to have them people in your circle mm -hmm. that are going to call you out. Oh, hundred percent. And then you got to be man enough or woman enough to own it. When, yeah. when you're called out, what are you going to do with it now? Now they pointed it out. It's kind of made you mad. Right. But right. you know, they're right. I like, right. yep, right. it's true. But what I'm seeing, like noticing just with our conversation is you're leading with integrity. And I believe that any company that leads with integrity is going to get through whatever hurdle, whatever pandemic, whatever recession, whatever, mm -hmm. right. they're going to get through it right. because it's at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yep. And that's yep. what lasts. Obviously, yep. you've done it for 17 years and you're lasting. Yeah, it's true. So. Paul, thank you so much for, yeah, for hanging out you. and sharing knowledge, man. Appreciate and it. If you guys don't know, Paul's got some books happening, some things going on behind yeah. the scenes. Keep thank an you. eye on his stuff. Yeah. Yes, and where are you media. out of so we're, they know? We're out of northern Colorado, so near Fort Collins. A we live in a small town called Severance, just nice. outside of, you know, east of Fort Collins. 
Yeah, I mean. And name of the roofing company again? Gyra 7 Roofing. Gyra 7. Go. Check it out. It'll be in the comments. It'll be in the, the show description here. And, you know, thank you so much, Paul, for thank hanging you, out. And yeah. I, I uh, you know, I don't know how you can live in such a terrible, like, non-beautiful place. Like, it's just so <laughs> ugly living in Colorado. Yeah, right. I don't know how you guys do oh, it. Yeah. I mean, those mountains, I mean, oh. I, I would just get just completely sick of them you know yeah right. I, where's my flatlands at yeah. that's oh. what i want to see i want to see flat i don't want to see crap like that no <laughs> yeah right i'm over here like standing outside of the stadium and i see the mountains poking Silhouette over there the and mountains. i'm like i need to zoom in it's yeah. so pretty oh man and i we, never want to leave yeah oh, we yeah. haven't explored everything been here all of our lives and we still it's haven't it's a giant playground out there man. Oh, it's man. beautiful fishing it's beautiful. and just sightseeing and camping yeah well beautiful. do that man be yep. intentional about yep. that go yep. take advantage because i I will say there are those of us that live in places that are not quite like this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, so don't take it for granted. No. Because yeah. no. we come out here and we're like, dang, this is ridiculous. I'm so, reminded of how small I am every time I look up. And oh, yeah. And how big God is and just crazy. Yeah. And the beauty of everything. It's just it's refreshing. Really? Yeah. Refreshing. Well, well, thank, thank you, Paul. You. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Yes. We really hope this story has inspired you to chase your American dream. Do you have a great story to share? We'd love to hear it. All you got to do is send us an email to stories at AmericanContractorShow.com. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. And share it with others. Inspiration should always be shared. 